Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello, I'm Jerry Jacobs Jr., and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. The Save My Catholic Marriage Minute, which is our special series we're doing for a while, is for you, if your marriage has very little no emotional closeness, your wife has asked for a divorce or separation, your wife has left the home or you are separated, your wife is in the home but you are in separate bedrooms, your marriage is just plain boring or has no passion, brother. You engage in the marital embrace less than weekly or severe less than once a month. You are divorced but didn't want it. Or your marriage is just needs help. It, 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 you're in a lull. You need some stuff to, to get it going, to get it fired up. This is for you. In this 58th episode, I ask, what are the clues your wife wants a divorce? Clue number 20. Plus, live calls answering your questions. So please call now and get in the queue. I've helped many, many men in their marriage. So allow me to help you by getting in the queue and asking the question. I know you got one. So again, call 313-RADICAL for some resolution to your marriage confusion. So the quote of the day. So we always do our quote uh, to get everything kind of rocking a little bit. Um, let's go with it. So quote of the day. Quote, in the older barbarism, sex was considered as physical. 
In the newer barbarism, it is mental. Much advertising is based on sex. Instead of concupiscence arising from the body, it is now made to rise within an artificially stimulated imagination. End quote. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, book three, to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, for some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right. Let's get into the let's get into the content this morning uh, to make sure we get it all in. Because uh, yesterday I went, I know y'all be on me, man. I get I, I get fired up and passionate. And I want <laughs> I just start talking. <laughs> so I want to make sure I, I get my callers in. If I get if I you know once I get some today. So in that case, let's talk about why your wife wants a divorce. These clues are very very important. So again, today we're going to talk about why. Um, uh, what is the opposite of if you as a as a man um, don't get it together, you don't get the emotional closeness going in your marriage, or you allow the emotional closeness to leave, then uh, you decide that you're not going to work for your marriage, that you're just going to allow the divorce or allow you and her to split up, um, um, and and see what that will do. Then what I want to do real quick is go over some things that if you don't really try to make things work and try to get help in making things work, then this is your future. It is. So basically is 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 the case instead of working on things and making things better and, and, and letting your ego and pride go. Are you going to dig down, become a Christian soldier, do what Christ would have you do? Because as we all know, Christ is against divorce in any kind of way. Uh, in the Bible, in Scripture, in the church, but people decide that that they're going to do what they want to do. And when women get hurt, they don't really care about what God's talking about. They just want the pain to stop. And so that is why it's up to us as men to get them back on the right track and to let them know that we care about them and we love them, even though what they're doing is wrong. Uh, they're trying to divorce us or separate from us or leave us. But on the her on, on her side a little bit. In her mind, she's tried to do all. She's tried to talk to you many, many times for sometimes many, many years. Um, and so what you have to do is understand that Satan has your wife and it's time for you to put on your sword. I mean, don your sword, you know, put on your armor and go get her back from Satan. And that's the way it is. You got to do that to get your family back. It's going to take some pain. It's going to take some work. But in the end, it's way, way worth it. Well, when people get married, they never think that they're going to end up with the husband leaving or the wife leaving, um, the kids unhappy, their family in chaos um, and misery. But what we want to do is teach you to, before you get in the marriage crisis, how not to get in the marriage crisis. And if you are in marriage crisis, how to get out of it. Okay. The, 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 the before is a lot easier. The latter is a lot harder. Either way, you're going to pay either pay now or pay later. So 
If you decide to pay later, then this is your future. And the chaos is the chaos of divorce better. These things happen in div- after divorce or during a divorce. First of all, your wife's going to leave if you decide you're not going to deal with it. Okay. Uh, all the paperwork you have to go through. Uh, there's a lot of paperwork in divorce and stuff. Um, people say they can get you through it in quick, and they can. Um, there are people that can help you in the divorce really quick. You can get divorced in 30 days, man. In some states, though, somebody was telling me yesterday, and they state you cannot have had sex. You can only get divorced. I think it's, I forgot what state it is. But anyway, you can only get divorced after, you've, uh, after, the, after the last time you had sex in a year. So if, if you had sex today, you couldn't get divorced in that um, in that state for a year. Now that's wild. <laughs> Next, uh, all the time you're going to spend the lawyer's office. You got to go to the lawyer's office uh, a lot of times. You know you can do it online too, but that's time for most men. That time is money, right? And we don't want to do it anyway. The endless hours preparing for court. Your lawyer's got to prepare for court, so you got to pay him. You got to prepare for court. You're all nervous and anxious. Sometimes you don't get a court date for months and months. And then that's just a hearing. And then after the hearing, then you get a court date. And then after that, you get another court date. If you're fighting for custody of the kids or or you're fighting over property or the house or cars and all that kind of stuff, then your stuff could take a couple years to get done. So you're in the anxious, you're anxious and stressed out that whole time. Um, next, the custody battle over the kids, which, I, which, you know, which is kind of going through I just said now. You fighting over the kids, trying to get custody over the kids. Um, the kids are all unhappy. They don't know why mom and daddy doing this, especially your younger ones. But you know what, man? It's not just about the young ones. It's the older ones, too. Us 50-something-year-olds, our parents are divorced, and we hated it. We hate it. You know, uh, next, only getting to see the kids once every other weekend. If your kids are small and you just having your kids or your kids are teenagers, Usually the teenagers, they get mad and they, they don't want They stop talking to the mother or the father. One of the two. Most times they, they pick somebody to blame. And then that's who they kind of put their anger out on. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Young kids or older kids, you only get to see them once a, once a month or every other weekend or one day during the week. And then every other weekend, it's just all crazy. Everybody thinks, well, we can. The problem is, man, people don't know they're in hell when they inhale. They really don't. This kind of thing, man, these things I'm, I'm mentioning right now, you don't even know that you're in that hell. You really don't because you have forgotten what heaven feels like, what peace feels like. We're just used to day-to-day solving problems every day, trying to get through the mad, trying to get through the through the chaos and stuff. And, and it really, it, it doesn't work. We just get distracted, don't really realize what's going on. The next thing. Uh, all the wasted money and resources. You know, you go, you're going to pay whether you, you know, you're going to pay a, a lawyer thousands of dollars. You're going to pay a marriage coach money. You're going to pay a, a, a therapist money. Um, you're going to pay at least when you paying a therapist or a, a co a marriage coach or somebody. Hey, at least that money's going to to, to save the marriage and, and for the future and, and, and not do it. If you're paying a lawyer to get divorced or your wife is paying a lawyer, um, that's just a waste of money. I had a client, he was like, look, man, he tried to talk her out of it, and he did talk her out of the divorce because he was like, this is just a waste of money. Why don't we come together and figure this out um, without going through all this crazy mess? Um, the next thing is the resources you're going to waste, you know, going to, the, you know, driving all over the place, your time is a resource, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, next, losing the house. You're going to put the house up for pro- uh, for uh, for sale, 
That's what most people do. Then the man moves out or the wife moves out, and then you, you're there by yourself. Um, next, losing the property, not just your house, but a lot of people got cabins all over the place. They got, they have um, land, uh, they have other boats, they have all kind of property that they own. Um, even the poor people, even poor people have stuff, you know, and you got to split that stuff up, man. It's it's miserable. It's miserable. Losing your cars. Also, her treating, her treating you like a stranger. I talked about that more yesterday that, you know, your wife. You've been knowing this woman for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, and all of a sudden now she treats you like a complete stranger. You know, uh, that's, that's, that's painful. Um, having to put a, get a part-time job to make ends meet, a lot of dudes have to get a part-time job or another job to pay for this because they, they make the mistake of moving out, um, and then they have to pay for another uh, another residence. If I were you, I would try my best to stay in the house. If you, even if you got to go in the basement, um, live in the basement or split the house up some kind of way where you in another bedroom and she's in another bedroom. You want to stay in the house, gentlemen. You want to stay in the house because when you're in the house, you can have conversations with your wife and, 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 and start working things out a lot easier than trying to work this out through text all the time. It's harder when they're in a separate house. It can work and it does work, but it's a lot harder. It's just like, you know, it's the stages that your wife goes through in the with the with the wife's exit strategy of, you know, the nagging, the moving, you know, moving to another bedroom, moving out, asking for a divorce. All that stuff is stages. And the the, the further along she is in those stages, the harder it is to bring it back. Uh okay. Next, um, having to now go to separate churches. A lot of people start going to separate churches. If you're Catholic, that's not that big of a deal because the Catholic church is the first church and it's a billion people and it's churches all, you know, the churches are all in almost every, not every, in every state and every town, there's at least one Catholic church more than more, usually more than that. And so what happens is if you and your husband can't get along or you and your wife can't get along, you stay at that church and she goes to another one. She's at least still in the Catholic church. But most women, what they do is when their husband, they think their husband, husband doesn't love them anymore. What they will do, man, is they will uh, they will stop going to mass and stuff. They'll stop going to church because they kind of blame God for it. I know it's crazy, but that's what we do. We blame God for everything. <laughs> Next, um, not being around your friends because those are her friends, too. So the friends take sides just like the kids take sides. They don't mean to, but they do. And it's painful. It's also painful. You know, you you are hanging out with these people all the time. And like I said yesterday, most married people, if they're any kind of marriage, if they're in any kind of decent marriage at all, they want to hang around other married couples. The reason why is that's like a support system. If me and my wife are married, we don't really hang out with single people. Uh, unless they come over to our house or they might go to lunch every now and then or something. But on a normal day-to-day -day basis, weekly basis, you know, most married couples hang out with other married couples, so they become friends. And then when you guys break up, the married couple's like, look, I, I, I feel sorry for y'all, but, you know, they might pick a side, but you will stop seeing as much as you did, you know, because you're now single. <laughs> <laughs> and so is your wife. And your wife is probably hanging out with single and divorced women anyway. Okay. So next, uh, the kids growing up with split up parents. The kids grow up and the parents all split up. Um, today, 
kids are in school and mostly all of their friends' parents are divorced. My my kids used to tell me when they were going to Shatart, oh yeah, dad, most of all of our friends, they 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 parents divorced and stuff or split up. You know, so the kids kind of get used to it, but they hate it. You know, it's terrible. The next thing is um the kids as adults having no examples of a good marriage, so they quit. Uh, you know, the kids don't have an example of a good marriage. You are the example. You, 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 you and your beloved. Y'all are the example of what marriage could be. So if your marriage is great, if it's good, if it's mediocre, or if it's bad, that's kind of where your kids judge if they're going to get married again or get married or are they going to live with somebody and have babies and they're not married. And do all this kind of crazy stuff that just makes marriage way worse, makes the relationship way worse, and damages women and men. Okay. And then the last thing, of course, is uh, the kids. If you quit, most likely your kids are going to quit when they get married. It's just a fact. Okay. So I would ask you to think about what I said. Uh, think about what I said. Um, this is a very important series. Um, and I want you all to really realize that this doesn't have to happen. And if it does happen, you can get it. You don't, here's the thing. You don't want to take yourself to the next relationship. <laughs> That's what people do. They leave their spouse. And then what they do is they take themselves with them thinking that they're going to escape all that. But the one person you cannot escape is yourself and God. They're constantly there. So you're going to take whatever problems that you have or your wife has, she's going to go into another relationship and she's going to mess that up too. Just like I tell you guys, just because a woman goes and, and mess around another man, that don't mean that that's going to be forever. Usually it's not. Usually within a month, six months or a year, maybe two, something like that, it's over. You know, because she can't maintain a relationship because she starts doing the same stuff to him that she did to you. And usually a home wrecker is which what I call people who get in between a man and a woman in their marriage. I mean, the dude knows she's married and she's still messing with him, but we'll go into that more later. You know, they get, you know, usually they get uh, the dude gets in the home wrecker. He's not can't maintain that expectation that she has because when she comes to him, she's needy, right? She's needy. She, you know, she needs somebody to take care of her. She's, you know, she's distraught. And she feels her husband, she just lost her husband. That makes her feel bad. And so this guy, he takes kind of takes advantage of her. And then what happens is telling her all kind of stuff. Oh, I care about you and he ain't nothing. Don't worry, I'll take care of you. This kind of stuff. And he's just really trying to have fun with your wife. That's what he's really trying to do. He really don't care about her because if he cared about her, he'd let her go. He'd tell her to go back to her husband um, and at least come back when you're divorced. <laughs> but most dudes, we don't think about, we don't think like that because we're trying to have fun. Because a lot of times we're, our marriage is screwed up too. Okay. So that's what we want to talk That's what we want to talk about. And we're going to go into more of that in a minute after the break. Boom. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally 
for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right. So today we uh, have our first caller. Um, and so we're going to get on here and do that. And then we will get to the rest of the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute. So hopefully we can hear him or her. Hello, caller. Are you Hello? there? How are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing fine. How are you? Pretty good. <laughs> so uh, how can I help you today, my brother? Uh, my name is Bruce. Uh, I've been married for 15 years, and uh, my wife, she wants to leave me. She says I'm lazy. She says I'm a bum. Uh, I work one job. She works two. Uh, it's just financially, we're struggling right now. And it's really, like, everything else is pretty good, I would say, but it's just really money. It's really money because we both really, we don't really work um, high-end jobs. Mm-hmm. And so she's saying she wants to leave? Or yes. Why does she want to leave? Uh, I basically said uh, really because of money issues, really. So we're, and she's doing lots of the work. And I'm just working one job. She's working two. Okay. All right. So first thing I would say, man, is as a man, if your wife is working two jobs and you're working one, um, but it depends on the thing too. If you like a lot of times people are trying to pay off debt. So if you're both, if you have a lot of debt and your wife has two jobs and you have a, a, a job and you're working overtime and stuff, that's, that's okay. Um, but usually on a normal basis, women, they need to be around the children. And so if they have to go out and work a job or two, what that does is that takes away from nurturing you and nurturing the kids and they start to get stressed out and they don't want to deal with it like that. Most women today, the only reason that they work, even if they're a president or whatever, they do it because they have to. Um, most women, they like their careers, but when they get in their careers, what starts to happen is they see that they say, well, you know, it's tough. It's a lot of work. And so they're not, they're not able to do what they want to do in their home. They come home and they're tired. They don't want to make love to their husbands. They don't want to clean up. They don't want to take care of the kids. They go take them to McDonald's. And women don't really want to do that. They feel they have to. Now, if you as a man, now let's go to the other spectrum. If you as a man, if your wife is working two jobs and she's trying to make ends meet and you're working one and your job is not enough, then it's your job. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. You're going to be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's your job as a man given by God, you're responsible. 
You're responsible for everything in your home. Why? Because in the Garden of Eden, Adam, God told Adam to name everything. And when God told him that, that means God was giving Adam responsibility for his house. So as the man, you are responsible for everything in your home. Now, whether you have you physically do everything, that's another thing. The thing about it is you are responsible. The diapers, the, the dishes, the kids, the money, responsible for everything. And so a man is not, not being a real man if he allows his wife to go out and work two and three jobs and he's working one when he should be the one working two and three jobs so that and she works the one and the, or, or none and then she can do what God gave her the, the power to do is to nurture that family and be the heart of your home. And the reason your wife wants to split up is because it's too much pain for her. It's like she's already stressed out in her mind. If you're sitting home and not doing all you can, this is where it comes in service as a man. Our third, our first mission as a man is to give it by God is to protect. Our second mission given by God is to defend. And our third mission, which is what I'm going to talk about real quick, is, is to serve. And the problem is, men, we forget that our job is to serve. To serve what? When you serve in your family, then what happens is your wife will want to serve you better and nurture you better. And so will your children. If all we do is think about ourselves and, all, and, and, and sitting around watching, playing video games or whatever we're distracting ourselves with, our wife comes home and goes, I'm out here working two jobs and what are you doing? You know, the dishes ain't done, the, the kids are all running around, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And she gets to the point of, okay, he must don't love me, so why am I here? And so... My advice to you, brother, would be, first of all, to get a budget and try to work that out. But even so, because a lot of times when you got a plan and you do a budget, you see there's more money than it, than it really than you than you thought it was. Because and then you lay everything out. Another thing that you can do is too, man, is once you see where the money needs to be, you go out. Definitely. If your wife is working two jobs you are obliged as a man to go out and get another job as well to help pay out this debt. Another thing, if it's just debt, it's different, but it's basically if your bills are too high for the amount of money, you're, you're like your, your normal bills, like your mortgage, your rent, or the gas, cable, internet, things that you need, you know, the electric bill, and those are more expensive than what you have the money to pay for then you definitely have to get another job, you know? And then that way, once your wife sees that you are trying and that you love her, uh, maybe you can have her quit her job once you get to a certain point, and then she has one job and you have two or two jobs, and then it's always better for you to work more than your wife. It really is because she's your beloved, and your job as a man, our job as husbands to take care of them and keep the stress off them, because women, they can't take a lot of stress. That's why if you anybody that works with women, they 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 know I'm telling the truth. Man, they'll come in to work looking whooped. <laughs> you go, what the heck is wrong with her? Even if she's trying to look good or even if she's pretty, you know. So women can't take stress of careers and in, in, in house and home and all that stuff. But women are taught today they can have their cake and eat it too. All right. So what do you think? Uh, I think I'm gonna get two jobs. I've been thinking about it, but uh, it's just it's very physical jobs. I'm just like always tired. Yeah. Uh, well, another thing I can say too, man, is 
this life is a test. It's about suffering as Christ suffered. When you realize that you're suffering, if you're working two jobs, you're working two jobs for God and for your family. And once you realize that, that gives you the motivation to get up and do that every day. It doesn't matter that you're tired. It really shouldn't. Christ was Christ got on that cross and and sacrificed his life for for us. But why? That's why women love that's why women love Christ. If y'all you don't know, the reason women love Christ is this. Because he died for them. <laughs> he gave his life for her. That's how she looks at it. When they know when the woman knows their faith and they understand. They love the heck out of Christ. That's why. And so when we as men do that and they see it, we win their heart like that. So, brother, my point is you're going to suffer now. But, man, in the end, a happy wife, a fulfilled wife, a satisfied wife uh, uh, that, that nurtures your home, that, that, that leads your children to you as a man, and then you lead everybody else to God, that is the kind of home you really want. Okay? Okay. All right, brother. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. Are you too? All right. That was our first caller. Anybody else want to come through? I'll be looking for you. Um, I hope that you guys got something out of that. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a very, very short break, and then we're going to come back and hit the rest of Save My Catholic Marriage Minute. If you're all right, we are back. We are back. We are back. So let's go, man. Let's go, man. I feel dry today. I don't feel like myself, man. I woke up this morning. I didn't feel, I didn't feel like myself. So I'm trying to hype myself up, man. Usually I don't have to, but I'm just, I feel like I'm dragging. I hope I'm not boring you guys. (laughs) So let's go, let's go, let's go. So first we are going to go. And why go the second half of the Save My Catholic Marriage Minute? Why clues that your wife may want a divorce? So I told you all the alternatives of if you allow this divorce, to the procedures of the divorce to go through, I've told you what will happen. I've also, some of those things let you know what happens afterwards. And I don't want that for you. I don't. I went through it. My wife died of leukemia when we were in divorce court, and thank God we did, we weren't divorced before she died. Me and uh, most me and her were stupid. I'm just gonna be be real. Me and her were stupid. We didn't realize the gift we had. We had two beautiful boys. We had each other. I loved her, but she did not realize that I did. And that was my mistake. I don't know where at the time I could not tell. I could tell you now where I went wrong. But back then, I could not for the life of you tell you where I went wrong. I worked all. I worked a lot. I brought home money. She she only worked because she had to. She only worked because she wanted to. Um, and because, you know, and, and she could quit. She quit when she wanted to. She could work when she wanted to. I mean, I've never been rich and I've never made a lot of money. But my point of what I'm saying is I've always done enough where my wife could work if she wanted to or she don't have to. You know, or my, usually if she wanted to go work, she could. But I didn't I didn't really understand why I went wrong. The boys were happy. The our, One thing I will say, our boys were happy. Uh, me and my first wife. 
It's just me and her, you know, we were selfish. We didn't really understand what we were doing. Uh, we messed up a family. So I, I, I don't want that for y'all. I really don't, man. And if you if you are in that situation now, just know that you can get out of it. it you can get out of the hell. You can see the future. It will get better. Okay. But like I've always said, usually when you're in marriage crisis, like I was in my first marriage, uh, it, you need you need help to get out of it. And usually a marriage coach is the one um, that you need. Um, marriage counseling, marriage, nothing. Well, I'm not saying nothing wrong with marriage counseling. I don't have anything against marriage counseling, except marriage counselors have a different agenda than marriage coaches. So marriage counselors, what they do is that only works if the wife and the husband both want to save the marriage. And even then, when they get in there, they have to cooperate enough to make it happen. If they're in there for uh, three or four months or six months or a year and the therapist can't get them to come together, then the therapists are trained to emo- to worry about the emotional stability of the couple, which is crap. <laughs> but what they do, so what they do is their agenda is to get the couple to split up amicably so that they can save the friendship or they can both come to some kind of um, some kind of a deal that they split up and, and, and be amicable about it. Um, that is not of God. That's why when you're a Christian, you can't go to a therapist that that's what they believe because they, what the therapist is going to do is eventually they're going to make this say, look, y'all just need to split up and we need to start working on how we can get you guys to get a divorce and work that out. If you are a Catholic or an Orthodox Christian, you know that that is not the way of the world. That's not how it works. So the therapist that you choose, if you do decide to do marriage counseling, which I only advise marriage counseling when it's the last resort, your wife is filed for divorce, she's not talking to you, she's avoiding you, and the only way to get her to talk is to force her to go to marriage counseling. Then you can at least know the problems and work and try to fix it. And then if you have a marriage coach, that marriage coach will help you get through the counseling so it's beneficial for you and your marriage, not just the therapist telling you to, to split up because y'all can't get along. The reason most time the people people can't get along, man, is because they don't know how to communicate. They're selfish. Once we drop our ego and get Satan out of that, gets Satan out of the middle of out of the middle of us, and we can start to communicate better. Okay. So that being said, oh, so what marriage coach? I'm sorry. So marriage coaching, what that is, the marriage coach is not trying to make you split up amicably. Usually, the marriage coach helps a person who has. Um, they're the only ones that want to save the marriage. So. Right now, if you're in marriage crisis, let's say you're a man, you're a husband, and your wife left and she's mad. Right now, she doesn't care. She's indifferent. In her mind, I've done everything I can to save the marriage. If you want to save this marriage, it's up to you because I'm not working at it no more. So that's basically what women are saying. I've tried my best. You didn't listen to me for 20 years. So now I'm out of there. But if you want to save it, it's up to you. Um, I'm not investing no more time in it. And so that's what a marriage coach will help you do, basically help you save your marriage alone when the other person doesn't want. And it works if you do the work, just like counseling is not going to work if you don't do the work. I know people that go to marriage counseling and the counselor tell them to do something. 
And then the, they'll sabotage the stuff, won't do it. And then get mad at the counselor because the counselor ain't helping them. If you don't do the work, man, that's like you go to a job, go to a job and you don't do the work and then you start to get paid. <laughs> so let's go over the previous 19 of the uh, why your wife may want divorce. Okay. And for all of you that are divorced, listen, you should be listening too. Because like I said earlier, I don't want you taking you with you to the next relationship if you're going to do that, you know. Okay, so first thing is, number one, does your wife seem distant? So listen to what I'm saying. Let this absorb into you. Number two, is she spending more time with single friends? Does she seem uninterested in the marital embrace? Is she still as supportive as she used to be? Is she still as loving as she used to be? Does she go out to clubs and events with you? Does she take longer to answer your texts or phone messages? Has her conversation with you become very short and to the point? Number nine, has the bickering increased? Number 10, has the arguing increased? Number 11, has she started putting the kids above you? Number 12, has she started putting her friends and siblings above you? Number 13, have you stopped going to mass and entering the spiritual battle daily? Number 14, does she seem unusually depressed or happy? You, uh, number 15, you make love less than once per week. Number 16, you make love less than once per month. Number 17, has she lost weight for no apparent reason? Number 18, has she started getting her hair done more often for no apparent reason? Number 19, lately, does she dress nicer or more provocative? Woo! So I'll let, I'll let that sink in with you guys for a second because I want you to really let that sink in, those things. Is that you or those things around you, in you, in your marriage? If you're if you're separated or divorced, were those things, did you see those? Did you wish you had known that five years ago? I had a guy tell me, man, I wish I'd have known you five years ago. <laughs> I said, well, you didn't, but now you do. Let's fix it. <laughs> so what is the number 20 clue that your wife May want a divorce. Drum roll, police. Lately, are you beating her home when before she was already home? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Think about that one. There's plenty of angles that we can go with that one, but the angle I choose is this one. Okay. This is a no-brainer. This is, right? Most all men pick up on this one. I know a lot of guys that pick up on this one. Man, she staying out later. Man, she ain't coming home like she was. Man, she's staying at work later. Most dudes pick up on that one. Out of all the clues, that's the one we pick up on the quickest. The problem with that one is it's one of the later stages, right? It's already going on. So we're going to talk about today for the next five minutes we're going to talk about, or maybe 10, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about what to do and how to handle that kind of thing. All right. It's important that you know how, because man, you don't want to make things worse. Okay. So most of us, like I said, most men pick up on this one, but there are a few mistakes that we make when we, when we, we figure this out. Right. Um, one is we hire someone to follow her or we follow her. <laughs> Number two, 
we confront her and cause a huge argument. Number three, uh, they we go and find the man and confront him and cause violence, and someone is hurt or put in jail. You heard of that one, right? Happens all the time. Number uh, no, uh, the fourth. Once they know she is having an affair, they go to the person's house or their wife's new house to check up on her. Boy, that's not smart. So let's take these one at a time. First off, I learned in my first marriage to not follow anyone. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you all the story. So I thought for some reason, I thought my wife was messing around. I worked late. You know, she's accusing me of messing around. So, of course, in my mind, I go, well, she's accusing me. Even even at that young age, I think I was like 30 or 29 or something. Even at that young age, I was like, usually when somebody accuses you of something, (laughs) that's because they doing it, right? So I said, okay. So one night, my wife, she was a partier. She was the club scene person, and she she hung out with uh, uh, another lady. So my wife was Native American, and she hung out with a, a Mexican a Mexican lady. And so what they would do is they would go to clubs all the time because I couldn't because I was working. You know, but looking back, that was a mistake. Jerry, you should have made time to go with her. I know that's what, you, that's what y'all saying. I know that's what you're saying. <laughs> but I didn't. I was dumb. Okay? So one night, I got off early. I come home, and, you know, she's there. And then as I'm pulling up, she don't see me. And then she's pulling out. So her and the girl are pulling out. So I follow them. Like, where she's going? And it was kind of an impromptu thing. It was kind of, I didn't really plan on it happening. It just kind of happened. Because my wife hadn't told me she was leaving or going anywhere. And usually that's how we communicated. So they going. So they, man, they drag me all over the place, man. They they drive downtown. They go up in this club. Then they come out. They're in there for an hour. Then they come out and go to another club. And they just bar hopping. She's trying to have a good time. So after about a couple of hours, I got, you know, I got tired that went on home. But my point of what I'm saying and telling that story is, man, if I've, I told myself, and I was always like this with girls anyway, even in high school when I dated, is look, if I got to go around, keep my eye on you, man, we ain't cool anyway. I mean, that's not me. I'm not trying to keep an eye on a grown person. I'm not trying to do that. If you want to mess around on me, you mess around on me. I'm not trying to keep tabs on you. If that's what you feel you got to do. Today, I would say the same thing. If my wife started messing around on me or your wife is messing around on you, what you do is, man, you you realize that if your wife is doing that, you need to do what you can to draw her back to you instead of following her around or however kind of private detective wasting money following her around. Because so what? Okay, she is she is messing around. You say you do follow her around and you see she is messing around. Okay, now what? Now what? Okay. <laughs> so, um, number two, confronting her and causing an argument. So, this is a mistake men in this situation make is they get verbal and physical. Because when we when when our we picture our beloved doing something that we ain't that, that, that she shouldn't be doing, or she's betraying us, we get mad. And what do we do? Start calling her names, start knocking her around. If we don't knock her around, we call her more names. If we if we uh, if we knock her, if we if we call her more names, if we knock her around. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know people get mad, and this is why. Uh, and then what also happens is we start to say and also do things that we can't take back, and continually over the years, 
Our wife, what will they do? We all know how women are. Even women know how women are. She will throw that back in your face. Remember that time 50 years ago you hit me or you slapped me or that time 50 years ago when you called me a cunt. You know, that is what women do. They will hold it against you for the rest of your life. You didn't forget about it. <laughs> right? Okay. So, uh, not to mention, right? Not to mention, although that stuff happened in the argument, that stuff happened, not to mention she calls Popo on you and you are put in jail for the night. And it happens all the time. Women these days, the government has got in our business. The police are the government. Big daddy, big daddy government, big papa daddy government is all in our business. So what do women do? Instead of working it out and showing some common sense and trying to work it out, telling the kids to go to bed and we'll, you know, go come or mama, come get the kids. Me and me and my husband got to talk because we're having problems. No, she gets up the phone and picks up the phone and calls the police on her husband. Dude, that is one of the last worst thing you do, especially for a black man. You put a, you gonna actually call the police and have a black man put in jail out of all the pain and crazy stuff we done went through. <laughs> Boy, hey, that is a hard one. Okay, so you don't want to get put in jail. So this is why you don't argue and, and confront your wife on this crap. Okay, and many times you are arrested in front of your kids too. Many times you're arrested in front of your kids. That is not cool at all. Um, next, um, this is never good. And, and it also goes back to my first point of trying to control somebody. When you're trying to control somebody, it never works out. Next, also, if your instincts are telling you your wife is messing around, they are probably correct. So when you, the way you handle this is you confront her, but not with an argumentative type of thing. Um, what you do is you let her know that you know what she's doing and that it has to stop if, if she has any desire that your marriage will or can't eventually work out. Then let her take it from there. Don't argue or debate or fight with her. If she wants to explain herself, that is fine. All you do is listen and reserve all of your comments and thoughts for after you have had time to digest what she's told you. That's it. That's what you do. And then when she's talking, explaining, I'm sorry, and he did this, and you did that, and, and this is, you just sit there and listen. And the reason why is because if you say anything, it's going to be the wrong thing. You need time to, to let everything, what, what, what has happened, absorb itself, and you to have time to think about it. And then you and her could have a much better conversation. Because usually when this kind of thing happens, it's not just your wife's fault. It's not just your fault. It's the accumulation of faults. And sure, being unfaithful is one of the is probably the one of the biggest things that we we can do to our spouse, but it doesn't matter. It is what it is. You're not supposed to get divorced. If you love God, you can't get divorced. Okay? So again, if you don't confront her and argue about it, this keeps you out of jail and from saying or doing anything stupid, which your children may hear or watch you take it away in handcuffs. The third point of confronting the man is completely illogical. This many times caused the police to get involved and all the police see is this crazy man trying to harm an innocent man. Oh, that is the big thing. You know, it's like football, right? You watch the football, you watch football, NFL, high school, whatever. 
The referee, he never sees the first punch. He always sees the second punch. <laughs> right? And this is the same. The police, same with the police. The police didn't see all the stuff that happened up before that. All thing they know is you're jumping on this man. And they're doing their job. They're going to arrest you. And I don't want that for you. And you don't want that either. And neither do your kids. Um, next, in the home, this is a big one. In the home wrecker's eyes, your wife is his now. You messed up and lost her. And he feels since she came to him, she now belongs to him. And that you are the one intruding on his fun. <laughs> so the fourth point of going to the man's house to see if your wife is there is also illogical. I knew a dude, he was obsessive. And one night he drove by the man's house and guess what? Her car was there. So what does he do? He doesn't stop there. He doesn't drive off. He gets out and walks up and looks in the bedroom window. And, of course, he sees it all. He got more than he was bargained for. And his wife was making pleasurable noises, and he heard it. And I'm telling you, man, you he will never be able to get that out of his mind. Not ever, ever, ever. This is why you don't go and snooping around. Because you're going to get more than, you could get more than what you bargained for. You know, um, I just, I just, I felt, felt really bad for him because I know, you know, I know um, I've had infidelity going with me and it hurt. It hurt really bad, but you've got to know how to handle it and, and, and inciting yourself and giving yourself that kind of pain is not worth it at all for the rest of your life. Let's say you and your wife get back together, you know, or, or let's say, not sorry, like you and your wife, let's say him and his wife get back together. He will forever see that in his mind. He will forever hear that in his mind. So, gentlemen, you can't get that kind of scene out of your head ever. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right. All right. I have a live caller. Would you please call back caller? I screwed up and hit the wrong button. I'm so sorry. Um, 
if you call back, I promise you, I'm uh, man, my first time. I, see, that's what's problems when <laughs> that is the problem when you knew with this all this dirt technology and stuff, and then you're trying to help people, and then they, you know, um, I'm so sorry. Um, if you call back, I will probably I will take you and uh, or call back tomorrow. See y'all, I, I messed up. <laughs> so. Uh, the person really needed help, probably, and I screwed up. But that's the way it is. I will get better as we go along. I've only been doing this for a week. That's no excuse. But um, I will get better, and I am getting better. I'm doing all, pressing all these buttons, looking at all these rounds, looking at all these screens, and sometimes I don't see it. And the person held on for like uh, 11 minutes, and I should have. I, I hit the wrong button, and they're they're gone. So anyway, if you call back in the next few minutes, I will take you, sir or madam. Um, also. Let's get going. So the live caller is not here. So conclusion. So in conclusion, uh, also, oh, real quick, I wanted to bring up something that I didn't say in the last uh, in the last segment. Um, um, the way you I've taught I, that I taught you how to deal with. You know, every day I tell you how to deal with these clues. I tell you how to deal with them. And how to not make the mistakes, uh, but that's if you're in the if you, this is already happening to you, like your wife is you know is not is coming home later and things like that. But man, the way to really stop all these horrors in marriage is to stop them from happening in the first place. Um, and how do you not become distracted? You know, and you do that by not becoming distracted uh, in your relationship with God and your wife. If you don't become distracted, man, you will see a lot of things if you open up your eyes and just say, I'm not going to take care of this now. Uh, that's the main thing. Uh, and so I hope that you can um, you guys got a lot from that. Um, and so other than that being said, we're going to go ahead and close out for today. Next, here we go. So as we always do, fellas, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. And before I do this, I'm going to check my uh, call real quick. To, I wonder if there's a way that I can call this person back. Let's see, probably not. Probably not. Probably. And if, if, I, and if it is, I can't find it quick enough anyway to be able to do it. And they're probably gone and mad at me anyway. <laughs> Say, Jerry, I called you and you didn't pick up and talk to me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and conclude for the day. And so as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. Quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast. Pray. And prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. 
Join as a listener or view the live stream. Visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.